Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pie in the Sky Media. This series contains adult language and descriptions of graphic violence throughout. Listener discretion is advised. I don't like episodes like this, I'll be honest with you, but you knew that, and that's why you didn't say anything to me, and we'll we'll have a talk later, off air. Uh, Three, two, one, welcome back, Criminal Mischief Nation, to another bonus episode. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Morgan, as always, joined with the great Carolyn Osorio. Like I like to say, but I haven't said in a while, we don't deserve her, and yet she shows up anyway. Carolyn. Mm -hmm. I know. What What am I supposed to say? You love doing that. It's like, okay, let me manipulate you into happens, submission here. Happens to be true. Happens to be true. Um, mm-hmm. How was Las Vegas? Tell everyone where you were and what you did. <laughs> you know what? If I, if I, I've already gushed. I've already gushed to you. You want me to gush more? Just, just a little bit. Just give me, give me okay, 30 I, seconds. I, I had to stop myself from wearing my U2 concert t-shirt, mm. my team. Mm-hmm. Wow. How many thousands was, of dollars was a concert t-shirt from the sphere? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Is that your back scratch? It's my back scratcher. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Just keep talking. Okay. 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 You two was amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. Stop. Uh-huh. I'm done. <laughs> That's what my face looked like the whole time when I was in the concert. Was like, yeah. like you were getting your yeah. back scratched. All right, cool. Oh my gosh. No. I mean, it was awesome. It was the sphere is amazing. I can't, <laughs> I can't not. It's like, it's everything you go to a concert for. So where where were your seats in relation to the stage? If I'm Bono, if I'm Bono, where would I have to look to see you? What was so cool, Brandon, is like every, it was weird because every seat was, I think, a pretty good seat, but they were so close. Like we were not on the floor. Mm -hmm. So we were like here. And then it was like the projection. Yeah. And it was just, it was just, I, I can't even describe it. It was so great and they were so great. And, you know, my husband kind of was like, yeah, it kind of made me sad because like the passage of time and all that. And I get how you have that. You can have that. Sometimes you watch bands and you're like, wow, you know, how 20 years have gone by or whatever. They got got old like the rest of us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so I think that he was, he was feeling a little bit of that, but I was like, but I mean, he had a great time and everything, but it was like, everybody was so into it and everybody like all the songs you knew and you just were it was great i don't want to keep gushing because i will and you know it was just wonderful talk about watching your heroes age i'm seeing springsteen in vegas next month oh so where um where the uh where the hockey team plays like they're like twenty thousand seat arena there they're you know stadium or whatever well you know he looks great you know, he looks okay. Lost. He looks okay. Well, you know, his voice is, his voice is still there to, to a certain extent. You know, oh he's 70. God. I know that's what I'm saying. 74, you know what? 74 years old. 
You know what I watched? Um, I don't know if you remember, and I know you remember, but you know when We Are the World came out? I can't wait that to song? watch that documentary. I cannot I, wait. I watched it. It was so good. I, I, I was like, oh my god! Did they say that Springsteen drove himself and parked across the street and walked in? <laughs> and he was like, oh, you're just going to love it. You're going to love it. He got good parking. He got good parking. And okay. you know what's funny? I know that I used to live down the street from A&M Studios when I lived in Hollywood. You know what's right across the street from A&M, like where he parked? A very famous strip club called Crazy Girls. So he parked in front of Crazy Girls and then jaywalked across North La Brea Avenue to get into A&M Studios, which is, which is so Springsteen. You know, Everyone else takes limos there. Yeah. It was so great. Mm. It was so, I can't wait for you to watch it so we can talk about it. So let's yeah. not talk about it now, but yeah. I don't want to ruin it for you. I but- remember that song being huge when we were kids. I remember it too. I, remember it. I mean, yeah. I just had my, it's like, um, I'm bummed that, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> bummed that Prince didn't go. He went and partied instead. Right. Oh my gosh. And they talked about it. Yeah. And it was so great that like, it's not only just the song, but how it came together and what went yeah. into it and everything, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, also yeah. the egos and kind of like, if you get, you know, the people who actually got to to have a, a singing part. Yeah. And and just like how even though you have all these famous people and stuff, like there's still regular human beings that get scared and nervous and like, you know, yep. the egos that were there and just who's getting attention, who's not. And I mean, it was just really it was a it's like a slice I mean, of time. I mean, they gave Springsteen the chorus. Okay. He got to actually sing We Are the World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, Michael Jackson is the one who really got the full, but oh, I didn't know that he, I didn't know that Michael and Lionel Richie Rick were the ones it. that wrote the song. I didn't know yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all their you thing. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch it. It's they so good. Music a week prior, right? The music tracks were already laid down, and then they invited everybody. I hear they shit on John Denver a little bit. Is that true? I don't remember that. I heard maybe it wasn't in the doc, but my brother told me that um, <clears throat> he saw a video of Paul Simon making a joke saying, if this place catches on fire, John Denver will instantly be on the charts again. Which oh, is, which no, is, I, <laughs> which is kind of I mean. There was something like that, but it was yeah. so compared yeah. to the greatness of the whole thing. It yeah, just yeah, really, yeah. it well, wasn't. I can't wait to watch it. Where did you watch? Was it like streaming somewhere? Where is it streaming? Yeah, I think it's on, I think it's on Netflix. I think it was on Netflix, but it's so good. And, and it was like, you know, it's so interesting to peel back and, and get the backstory behind right. the actual thing and, and what, what's tonight. going on. Anyone younger than, you know, 35, we are the world was a, I don't even know what it's called. It wasn't a protest song. It was a, uh, well, a song for, to raise money for children in Africa, yeah, starving, starving children in Africa. But the, but the, the, it has a, there's a genre. And I forget. Well, it started. It started the genre, the farm aid, and the right. But I thought no, it wasn't. Didn't because Bono did. Do they know it's Christmas? Like a year or so before that, with right. Bob so they, yes, exactly. Yeah. So they yeah. did rip it off from that, but other people ripped it off from that. From from the right, exactly. World because was, they right. saw the power of it. Huge, you know? huge. We bought the t-shirts. My mom bought my brother and I. We are the world fucking t-shirts. I know. That's why I had my my lighter because yeah, I, think I wrote an op ed as a kid to like. I, I mean, it was H- like yeah. HBO did a huge special on it as it was happening. Right, the film crew in there was an HBO crew, mm. and so I remember watching 
this like 15 minute documentary that HBO did about it. And I just remember for a few minutes, they followed Kenny Rogers towards the end of the night and he had his music sheet and he was getting everybody's signature on it. And then everyone else was like, oh man, we have to do that too. Imagine what one of those music sheets with all of those signatures on it would be worth today. Cause you know, you know, you know kept- what's funny? It's, it started with Diana Ross. Mm. She came up to um, Huey Lewis and Huey was like, Lewis. right. And she came up with her little, with the, with the thing. And she's like, I mean, she's such a huge star, right? Yeah, I she mean, asked she, Huey Lewis for his autograph. I mean, yeah. And she's like, I'm such a huge fan of yours. Can you sign that? And that's what started kind of breaking it open. And everybody was like, can you sign it? Can you, I mean, so anyways, just like. Oh, that's great. All right, well, I'll go watch. I'll watch it tonight, probably. Okay. Probably. Watch it. Watch it. All right. Now let's downshift into something really terrible. Okay. All right. Stop. Wow. Stop. Whew. Okay. So, man. So we have a divorced woman Mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, some piece of shit absent husband. And she's got a tough road to hoe there, right? Yeah, a daughter yeah. And, a, and, and, a, and an older son with autism mm-hmm. and trying to make her way. Okay. Yep. And she winds up in a, in a small rural, some might say hick town. Okay. <laughs> she might say that. Did she? <laughs> she, oh, she was no fan of that place. She was no fan of that town. I had to set it up because it's been a, a saga, you yeah. know, like what I felt like it was important to um, really showcase where she was. Yeah. Setting's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, So what what I found interesting was that it was such a small town that they really didn't have the resources for her son's individual educational plan, right? His IEP. Okay. Mm -hmm. They just kind of threw him in with everybody. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. Okay. Our, our fam- my family's best friends growing up <clears throat> was a really big Irish Catholic family uh, called the Kennedys. They had five kids. <laughs> the, the dad died young and the mom, Ann Kennedy, um, really had her hands full with four older boys. Uh, mm-hmm. all, I mean, really good kids, really um, uh, loyal kids. And some of them were hell raised, like two of them were hell raisers and two of them mm-hmm. kind of really told the line and were great athletes. They were all great athletes. And the youngest, their fifth child was a girl, <clears throat> excuse me, named Kellyanne, and she was born with Down syndrome. Okay. So she was tough as nails out of the gate because she had four older brothers who just treated her like she didn't have Down syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. And then very small town and the schools uh, could, didn't even, we, IEP wasn't even a thing back then. Okay. Oh, right, um, right. She was just in regular classes. Mm-hmm. It was in regular elementary school classes, right? Yeah. A kid with Down syndrome. Like they didn't mm-hmm. have the special ed resources enough to be able to accommodate her. And and she grew up strong and she grew up smart. And my brother jokes that Kellyanne had, because uh, she's my brother's age. She was, she unfortunately she died during COVID. But she had, um, she had her own bank account before my brother had a bank account. <laughs> like she could balance a checkbook before my brother could. So that was, that was a joke. And, and, and I miss her a lot. Um, and so in that situation, I mean, I don't know how Kellyanne could have grown up really like stronger or better, you know, because mm-hmm. she was surrounded by a bunch of people that loved her and, and, and didn't treat her 
like she had a disability, oddly enough, you know, mm-hmm. and um, she obviously did. And everybody knew that she did, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but we all just took the cues from her older brothers, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and she was she was really she was. Well, really I think cool. that the, 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 the thing is, is that this family did not have a lot of support. No, you know, when you have a big family, getting, big difference. Yeah, big difference. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> wow. Um, and so the town McCleary is what it's called. McCleary. Yeah, McCleary. 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 Mm-hmm. So it was a logging town, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then it and then it exploded into a population of fourteen hundred. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> With um, a police force of three plus the chief. Mm-hmm. It sounds to some people that would sound idyllic, right? I'm sure you could get a big piece of property and your property taxes are going to be low. And you know, if you like living in the woods, I mean, that could sound pretty great. It wouldn't be great to me, like maybe an Airbnb for a weekend, you know, to say I rubbed mm-hmm. it a little bit, but I wouldn't want to like hang out there. Um, uh, but so she was, she was snake bit, right? She was, her, her ex-husband kind of messed her up, you know, <clears throat> I'm sure she felt like, kind of unhappy with her lot in life, you know, and, uh, and she was doing the best that she could. She didn't want to go meet anybody. She was afraid to really start dating. She, you know, just had to, she had to keep the lights on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of, you know, this actually reminded me of my mom a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom was, I was a single parent and just what you have to endure, not only just financially, but then the judgments and the, you know, just all this, you know, um, it was taking me back and, and, uh, you know, I really felt for her, you know, and she, despite all the snake bites and everything she'd been going through, she was ferocious in her, you know, lioness for her family. She wanted to do the best she could to keep them safe. And that's, that's the thing she was, you know, looking up sex offenders to show her kids like you know right. i mean it's like- or just to make sure that she was you know if she was going to date somebody that they weren't on the sex offenders list i'm sure you know who who who's going to she who's she going to allow, allow around the house you know like that's yeah. that's a legit question you know for mm-hmm. someone with their guard up that much you know um, yeah i mean absolutely and it sounds like um uh that lindsay grew up quick for a 10 year old, mm-hmm. you know, and that long ago, Oh nine. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. 15 years ago, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, she had a cell phone mm-hmm. already at 10. Mm-hmm. Well, know? I mean, I could see why the mom would want to give, give her the cell phone. Like, Hey, she, um, they kind of got booted out of the daycare. And so they were home alone. Um, you know, she was at work. And like what that's like, where you have to worry about your kids and you're 30 minutes away and you know, you want to know, Hey, they're okay. You know, so you get the cell phone and that's why she got it. And more so than that, like, it just seemed like Lindsay was a little, a little advanced, you know, like, like cutting up her clothes and stuff at, at nine or 10 years old, you know, and being that into fashion and stuff. I mean, is that in your experience, you raised girls, I raised girls. Um, Mm-hmm. It just seems a little, you know, and listen, it could be the the byproduct of a broken home and, and wanting independence and acting out and all that. It could be that, I'm sure. 
It just seems she was a little, a little ahead of her time, a little mature for 10. I think that she just was like creative, imaginative, and like just wanted to be different. She didn't want to be like everybody else. And raising girls myself, they, you know, they were, um, and are, you know, incredibly, um, intelligent, imaginative girls. They never like independent. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying like with Lindsay, I think that she just was like, you know, she strikes me as a girl that really wanted to um, stand out and just do what she wanted. And and it sounds like she just has, you know, was ran a mile a minute. Her mom would say like, hey, I just get tired listening to you, you know. Right. Right. She still spoke of her daughter after, you know, 15 years in a very exasperated tone sometimes when she thought about the shit that Lindsay would put her through. And I'm like, I hear you, girl. Oh, I, my gosh. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is one of those one of those nightmare scenarios. You know, she leaves. You think you're going to see her in 15 minutes and you never see her again. You know, that's that's hard. Yeah, it's really, really hard, you know. And we all we, we talk all the time about the good old days of Gen X, and we're like, "Bug off!" Our parents didn't know even know where the hell we were, blah blah, and all that. And there's a downside to that because kids got snatched up. They did. Mm-hmm. They did. I don't know with the same regularity that it's happening today or not. I really don't know. But you know, we we tell our kids, "No, don't go anywhere alone." You know, always have a buddy at school, even at the mall, especially on the mm-hmm. streets. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, this kind of thing is actually incredibly rare where a stranger snatches you, you know, it's, it's more like something happens within the family. Like, you know, that's, that's, this is actually incredibly rare, you know, which is why the brother probably got, they were looking at him, even though he was 11 years old, because it's more likely that something happens within the family or somebody, you know, somebody than someone, a stranger, you know, just snatching you. Um, and, and what I heard was like, everything that went wrong, went wrong. Like that, that just, you know, she wound up alone through circumstances. She she didn't have her phone alone. Like it was so weird. She should have had her phone with her. Like so many things. Mm -hmm. It's that cascading series of, of, of failures, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that lead to things. It's never, it's never one thing, Mm -hmm. you know, it's always Mm -hmm. a bunch of things that have to ha- happen just right for fucking disaster to strike. And that's, that's fucking brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. yeah. So I heard two separate, two words in this episode that I don't think we've, I've ever heard spoken. And this would be what, like our 130th episode. Okay. Give it to me. What, what? Two words. Clairvo- clairvoyant. Mm-hmm. And psychic. Mm-hmm. The cop said that when it when it went nationwide, worldwide, because mm-hmm. that's when you get everything. You get the psychic start calling. You get the, but but the mom claimed that Lindsay was clairvoyant. She used the word clairvoyant. You know what? What I this really um, and I knew you were gonna like oh Carolyn with your voodoo whatever, but like there's something that happened. <laughs> Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm go ahead. I have it right here. Premonitions in my little notes. Premonitions. Oh Here's look at look at it. Look yeah, at I'm it. Looking, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. Okay. 
this is how I relate to this. Okay. When my daughter, okay. So my second, um, second born, um, when I had my three sons, every after her, obviously every time I, she would come to me and she'd be like, mommy, you know, obviously the first time she was a little girl and she's like, mommy, I'm scared. I think you're going to have the baby. I want everything to be okay. And she would, and all of a sudden, that night had the baby. The second, the, what? My gosh, forget it. No, go, no, please, please continue. <laughs> no, I'm all ears. Go ahead. <laughs> please, I'm, I'm, I'm at the edge of my seat. And she did that with every single, I mean, to the point where it freaked me out. Like, am mm-hmm. I going to, am I going to die here? Like, mm-hmm. cause she was that serious about it. Mm-hmm. You know that what you don't believe. I know you don't believe, but I'm just saying if your daughter went up to you and was like, daddy, I know you're going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Are, are you going to, is everything going to be okay? Mm-hmm. You know what, what? Hey, criminal mischief nation. Have you been thinking about starting a new business or Maybe you already have a business and you've been wanting to get into the online game, but haven't because there's just so many platforms. Where do you even begin? I've got the answer. Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform that's revolutionizing both brick and mortar stores and online sites. You know, that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in store, on social media, and beyond. What's cool is that Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Seriously, they track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock, which means you can connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mischief. That's M-I-S-C-H-I-E-F, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mischief to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash mischief. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, I'm just trying to figure out if you... 
like if you're serious. What? If you're serious. No, I don't, I'm not serious. I do think that she, um, my daughter that I'm speaking about has always mm -hmm. been very sensitive and just very in tune with me. And so, mm -hmm. you know, that's what I attribute it. Do I think that she has supernatural powers? No, but I could see, I could see how, if you had a daughter say that to you, mm -hmm. And then this horrible, horrible thing happens and you're just, you go back in time and you're like, yeah, you ascribe some kind of higher power to it. You know, I mean, I could see how people would do that and how she would do it. I'm just, Look, I'm, just, I'm not going to discount her experience. I'm not going to discount her experience either because I, okay. the last thing I would try to do is, is tell her how to feel or, or, or belittle anything like that. Right. But, mm -hmm. um, just hearing hearing clairvoyant it's a little it's a little weird that's all that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying um and uh you know and as far as your daughter goes with you know being you know three for three on on when you were gonna have a baby you know okay cool mm -hmm. i think i think great great she should put that to to that power to use in other areas mm -hmm. you know and, and oh. Great. Well, you know, it's not like she, you know, I, I don't bring that. I mean, this is like the first time I think I've ever like brought that up as like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm talking yeah. about it because I was, I was thinking that you would, of course, make fun of me for this. And so I was trying to arm myself <laughs> with, with, don't choke on that gummy bear. And I just think that like, I, I get, I, I do think that, you know, kids come in, you know, they, they have all different abilities. And I just think that, you know. <clears throat> I, don't know. I just don't want to discount what what she went through you know no, I really don't. and I, I and i won't i'll i'll, I'll just focus <laughs> it on you instead so because the question is like what what's more likely right what's more likely mm -hmm. that the mm -hmm. laws of the universe were suspended and your daughter was able to see the future or she made a lucky guess three times in a row yeah, no, I'm not talking about it. Like, I think that she ha actually has superpowers. What I'm talking about is that, um, you know, being a parent sometimes can be creepy when your daughter comes up to you and says, mommy, are you going to be okay? And like, you know, and, and because, you know, for a child, you know, they're excited for a baby brother or something like that. But obviously, you know, they, they had, they're, they're afraid that something could happen, you know, to their parents. So for me, it wasn't like, I felt like she was um, clairvoyant or anything like that. I just, it was a, a stress that um, I wanted to ease her worry, you know? Right. So what, what do you think was actually going on with Lindsay when she was telling her mother, I have such a bad feeling that something terrible is going to happen to I mean, that could be like, to me, it's like they're this impending move. The, could you be. know, the, the, the fact that they didn't know where they were going to go yet. The fact that, I mean, I think it's really, right. I take the 30,000 foot view of what you just said is that I think it's a symptom of just a general state of fear mm -hmm. that her daughter was feeling because she hadn't had a lot of stability or security in her life. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and she was 10 years old. She doesn't know how to process those emotions and mm -hmm. they manifested themselves in an anticipation of something terrible because she had experienced terrible things before, mm -hmm. right? Her dad's not around. They moved to a new place. You know, I mean, it, it, the parents for uh, as hard as we try, we can't hide shit that's going on from our kids hundred percent of the time. 
Absolutely. You know? And right. in fact, so, they pick it up. It's it's more what we don't say than what we actually say, how much we reassure them. And then they see the, you know, the knit of, on our brow and just our you know, tense, tense stuff. And, and, and that's hard because, you know, I mean, like I said, back to my daughter, it's like, you know, I, I didn't want her to worry. Um, and uh, she was clearly, I could tell that she was worried, you know, and yeah. um, it, the, I, 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 I just think that Melissa was probably tortured by this. And that's oh. what makes me really just, it's already sad to begin with. And then she's got to deal with this, you know. I can't watch these movies, right? <laughs> I can't, I'm serious. Like that movie Prisoners with Hugh Jackman, that Denny Villeneuve, Villeneuve. <clears throat> directed a few years ago with with the kids going missing that that Mel Gibson movie ransom or whatever with the kids gone with with Gary Sinise as the bad guy I'm like I can't even watch those it's just so like oh uh, like how do you live like how do you just get up and do anything in the day with mm-hmm. that huge question mark of where's my child I can't mm-hmm. I mean what the f- I, how is she talking to you like I don't I don't get it I really don't mm-hmm. get it I would have to be medicated to the point where I didn't know my fucking name, right? Just to be able to, to sleep, you know? So, uh, but, but anyway. No, I mean, I, I get, I, I totally, and I think that what resonates for me with this story is, or this, what happened here is it's kind of a turn on how we've done other cases where the town gets together and they really work hard to, you know, and it's just like they support the family and it just feels like, Melissa has just had to go through it. And yet she has the strength of like, you yeah. will see my daughter. Right. And and I really respect that immensely. Although obviously it's so tragic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and they got a lot of help from, from law enforcement agencies. They really came out. And oh, absolutely. They did. Mobile offices from the FBI and all that shit. That must've been man. Oh man. And, and, for months. And- for months, for months, for months, they had some really real dedicated officers, and for whatever reason, it 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 got caught up in the zeitgeist. She winds up on People Magazine, okay, and then it goes global. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to hear him say that was a blessing and a curse. Um, you know, it was a blessing because they got a lot of tips coming in, but it was a curse because they had to they had to give credence to each and every one of them, and and that just created so much work. These whack jobs calling from fucking Belgium as like a, a carnival fucking psychic saying, I think I know where she is. No, come on, shut the fuck up. But, um, and so then there is a long period of dormancy with regard to the investigation, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then some, they get some breaks, right? They get some, and they wind up searching this huge portion of the woods, right? Uh, no, wait, hold on. I'm getting it. I'm getting ahead of myself. They searched the woods when they found the skull, right? Then they had yeah. that huge search. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so years and years and years go by and hunters in a remote part of the state find what they think is a human skull. They do the right thing. They call the cops. The cops say, yes, it's human. Goes to FBI, Quantico for a long time. It's not associated with any particular case. So it was way down on the DNA match list. They finally do it. They get the hit. They know that it's Lindsay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that triggers this huge search of the woods. And then you didn't 
you didn't tie up that loose end. So that search didn't find anything else, right? No well, they, more- not that they've not that they've released. They right. not you know not that we know of. You know, I mean, they're yeah. pretty tight lipped with everything, as yeah. they obviously yeah, yeah. have to be. But um, I think that they, you know, I mean, according to Rose the the person that's the pi you know that she yeah. believes that this case and she i think she's working with law enforcement because i've talked to her before and she's like you know right. what they basically are like we can't i can't tell you anything because they won't give me access to you know she's working with them right. you know so i think that there's gonna i think that they really thought that paul beaker guy was going to you know maybe tie it up there um, i'd be scared shitless if i were him Right, because this case had so much passion behind it, and mm-hmm. and they find out that he's wrong on these on these these this rape in 03, the two seventeen year olds, mm-hmm. and they're gonna they're probably want to paint him with that same brush, you know, and well, like you did you did that, then you did this, motherfucker, you know. Well, he's already t- away for thirty years, right? So on the on the rape charge, and so you know, I don't think he's getting out anytime soon. Now, whether or not he. I mean, if he was good for it, but I mean, there's no DNA. There's no, I mean, they, they have the partial skull, but I mean, it's going to be really hard to tie anybody to this, Of course, you know? And then the sheriff saying somebody knows something. I think that they think that somebody does know something, you know, because, you know, somebody has got to know something because how did she get from McCleary three hours away, you know, Trunk of a car. What do you mean how? Well, no, I mean, just like, did he take her somewhere first? And then, you know, it's not like he immediately right, well, took her. The reason that I would push back on the somebody knows something mm-hmm. goes back to what we were talking about. It's mm-hmm. a small town. Nobody, nobody around, right? Mm-hmm. If it was one of those however many 10-minute stretches where there's no traffic in this 1,400-person rural town, okay? Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. walking between 4th Street and 6th Street. And he just says, hey, come here, kid. She goes, no, blah, blah, blah. He goes, watch this. Grabs her, throws her in the car. He's out of town in a minute, right? <laughs> just mm-hmm. gone. McCleary in his fucking rear view, heading into the, the woods of Washington State. Gone. I know, but you have to, you know, d- was she killed right away? Right. That's, you know, unfortunately. We don't, we don't are, know. Those are those. There's, there's no, I don't think there are any answers to those questions, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's the brutal emotional nature of this mm-hmm. is you know, the things you want the answers to the most, you're probably never going to get. And that's awful to even contemplate, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. So, yeah. um, uh, two of my favorite words in, uh, in true crime, surreptitious sample. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love mm-hmm. it. Like if mm-hmm. that were a job, mm-hmm. I would do that job. Right. I like, know. All you have to do is get a throwaway DNA sample of this person. I'm like, fucking done. No time frame. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you'd like to follow people around? Just follow them around, not to get into their business, but to just find something that they throw away. Like, here it is. Hope this puts away a bad guy. There you mm-hmm. go. Who's next? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's like the, you know, who know? I think that a lot of people had hoped that this guy, once this guy, it was announced that that they thought, okay, now we're going to know, we're going to find out. So yeah. I think that, you know, if they had anything, they would have charged him, you know, yeah. for the, 
So, and it's not like they can say, "Hey, we'll make your your rape conviction better if you admit to a murder." No, it's not like they have that hanging over them, like with a serial killer that's already doing life. Like, give us some more information mm-hmm. and give you a color TV. No, he's like he's got absolutely no reason to admit to anything mm-hmm. else if he ever wants to see the sky again. You know, so that's. Yeah, it's again. It's just, everything lines up to like you're fucked in this one. You know, there's there's no way you're going to get answers. I and, know. Uh, it just makes my heart break for the mom. What's her Melissa? Is that her name? Yeah, Melissa. Yeah. Whew. Strong woman, I'll tell you. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, she's not. She says this basically her this ruined her life and her relationship with her son. In her son's life. You no. Know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's the thing about these cases that it's not just the person who lost their lives. It's all this collateral damage right. and, um, you know, why they're important. You know, they and and, it, and I do believe that this case is incredibly important to law enforcement, even after all these years, you know. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, hopefully, you know, I, I, I don't even know where to place my hope in technology improving. I don't like, what can we hope for here? A deathbed confession? Maybe. Uh, no, I someone, think that if you someone know, saw things- some, yeah, if someone saw something, an attack of conscience that will make them come forward, maybe I don't, I don't even know what to hope for. I mean, as we've learned, most people can't keep their mouths shut and yeah. maybe they'll find something somewhere that will connect, that will connect the case, you know, that yeah. will connect them to the case. You know, I don't know. But they're still searching property. That happened in 2023. So I think that they, I think that they have some some things that they're thinking about, but they're not sharing, obviously. Wow. All right. Well, <clears throat> hard to say. Nice job on this one, but nice job on this one. Uh, I, I, I always love the access that you get and the and, and how willing uh, people are to talk to you about stuff. That's great. Well, well done um, with a tough interview with the mom. That had to be hard for you. So. Good for you. You know, yeah. I mean, like I said, this this case uh, and the mom and the situation, it just, uh, you know, again, being a single parent is not is not easy. You know, my mom went through hell with this, the same oh. kind of thing, you know. And uh, I mean, not obviously the same, but in sure. terms of the struggle, yeah, yeah. Of, you know, yeah. having people, uh, you know. And, you know, it just, uh, it's just awful. You know, you're right. It was hard. Ah, okay. Well, again, we're the beneficiary of Carolyn Osorio. So thank you very much. Stop. (laughs) And thank you everybody for listening and for hanging out with us today during a decidedly difficult episode to listen to and talk about, but important. Um, So uh, if you enjoyed it, please consider going over to Apple and giving us a review, maybe sharing it with your friends, rating us five stars. Come on, bring it. Uh, And please consider uh, supporting the great companies that support our show. Um, Carolyn, would you like to add anything? Nope. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. Yes. Stay safe out there. Stay safe out there, everybody. Bye. From Cloud 10, Criminal Mischief is a pie-in-the-sky production recorded in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. We're produced by Brandon Morgan and myself. Music by Soundstripe. I'm Carolyn Osorio, your writer and host. It is. 
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.